0: Jesus, use me, and oh Lord, don't refuse me, for surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, help my will to crumble. And though the cost be great, I'll work for you. Help my will to crumble. Let me be your servant. Give me the work that you want me to do. As, as we have that thought in mind, let's go in prayer before we open up the word and pray that the Lord makes all of this real to us, that, that we get it. Father, we thank you for the prayer and the outpouring of folks' needs that we can be the body of Christ in this community. And we prayed so much for these healings. A lot of them were physical, but some of them were spiritual. There's people that's got spiritual problems, and, um, and they asked that you would help to intervene on that. And so, Father, we thank you another portion is is the spiritual side and i pray father that today that that spiritual healing goes for a lot of folks too spiritual healing spiritual cleansing let the outpouring of relief that comes with coming to you and saying i'm giving it all back i want to be your servant i want to be just what we we sung what what work you got for me father and so as we break open this bread of life that, that our Lord left us with, this is going to be his words. Help him to sink in, Father. Help us to really understand what he's saying and, what, and understand it and know it and let it be real to us that you might receive all honor and glory through our vessels of life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen amen Matthew 25 parable of the talents um we've I'm I'm just going to get right into it because we've took quite a bit of time with this I'm not going to give you my introduction I'm just going to go with it Matthew 25 down in verse 14 it begins to say this for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods unto them And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he who had received the five talents went, and he traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he that had received the two talents went and regained two more also. But he who had received the one talent... He went and dug in the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. Well, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came, and he settled the accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came, and he brought back five talents, plus another, saying, Lord, look, you delivered to me five talents. I have gained five more beside them. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things i'm going to make you a ruler over many and then he who had received the two talents came and said lord you delivered to me two talents look i have gained two more talents beside them and his lord said to them well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things I'm going to make you a ruler over many, and then enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground, and look, here is yours, take it. The Lord answered to him and said, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I had not sown, did you, and gather where I have not scattered seed? So then you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten, for to everyone who has more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have. Even what he has will be taken away. Cast the unprofitable servant into an outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Whew. The reality of those words is downright scary at times. And I want to emphasize as we go through this. This is the Lord's words. This is not mine. I'm, this is not coming from some legalistic preacher. Who's trying to use scare tactics to get you to do something. Or to be converted. This is the Lord. And if you'll notice right at the beginning. He says the big picture that we've got in focus for you is this. The kingdom of God of heaven is like so that's what this is about this is about the kingdom of heaven this isn't about anything else and this is what the lord he was asked a direct question by the disciples in the previous chapter when he talked about the temple being torn down and no block upon another and they said when's that going to happen what will be the sign of your coming and when is the end of the age And after that direct question, and he's given them some signs, he's given them six warnings. We talked about that last week. You've had six warnings now within this. Now he says this, I want to give you parables to illustrate what I'm trying to tell you so that you'll get. I want to use a comparison. And last week we had the ten virgins, five had oil five didn't five were regenerated and anew, and had a new spirit and five didn't and there was a separation of that and this parable picks up it's just that was a spiritual turnaround spiritual turnarounds then lead to a turnaround in how you live when you change on the inside it comes out to the outside so the second part of the parable is now that you've been cleansed and understand what i'm looking for on the inside now i want to tell you about how you live your life on the outside then and he says the kingdom of heaven is like this it's like i'm going to a far country i'm going to prepare a place for you that where i am there you may be also and while this man has gone on a far journey to a far country he says there's some things that's going to happen it was. It's going to be a while. He said a far country. They didn't have buses, trains, airplanes. You had donkey or camel or feet. And if you go to a far country, you're going to be gone for a long time. I, they don't expect you back tomorrow. But be ready because after that you don't know when. So we're in this far country ready and waiting for him to come back. And he says this. What I'm going to do, the kingdom of heaven is like I've left for a little bit. I'm coming back. While I am gone, I'm going to give each of you a work to do. That's the way it's taught in Luke. I'm going to give everyone a work for you to do. In Mark and Luke, he's told us that in the same parallel passage. So then he says, it's going to be like this. I am going to give to each one of you some abilities. It's called in here the parable of the talents. And you know, most of us, when we think of talents, we think of like the talent show. We think about what you have. But to go along with that, in here, it's called abilities. Because he gave us talents, it says, commensurate with our abilities. To one, he gave five talents. To one, two. And to one, one. According to ability or your ability to be able to work with what that he's going to give to each of us now a talent then is not the ability part the talent was the means to use your ability it it's actually to help finance that a talent at the time of jesus teaching this is a unit of measure it's a weight and it's it's like a payment and a reward process. If you worked for somebody and you said, okay, I want to work for you uh, today and what I want in return is a pound of butter. Well, when the guy goes to pay you, you don't want 11 ounces of butter, you want a pound of butter. So they had weights and they had the scales and the balance and so they would put the weight on there and then put the commodity until it balanced out. A talent is a measure of weight. And it says that at the time of Jesus, a talent was 3,000 shekels weight or 6,000 denarii, which was a day's wage. So a talent is 6,000 days wage or 75 pounds worth of coins. Now, that's 16 and a half years of silver. But you know you can have different commodities it can be something besides silver it could have been cinnamon it could have been gold gold was 30 times more valuable than silver so if you had five talents of gold why you had almost 500 years worth of financing of denarii to be able to carry about the lord's work lord's got a lot of resources doesn't he? And he's generous with it. He's giving them out to us. And he says, I, I know your abilities. And we're going to find out later if you exceed that, he goes ahead and gives you some more. Okay? Somebody else isn't carrying the load, so I'm going to give you that because you've proven that you can handle what I've given you. And I'm going to give you some more so that you have the abundance. But anyway, that's ahead of the, the cart before the horse. We've got the, the one guy, he had at least 16 and a half years worth of denarii these talents that he had to carry on the master's work immediately the master takes off and it says here that um one day i'm going to come back and settle the books you know how i know that because of verse 19 verse 19 up there says after a long time the lord of those servants came back and settled accounts the word means to reckon with them so i'm going to so that's when they opened the books and they settled the accounts Let's see. I gave you this, what do you got back? It's the old way of like it was on the Andy Griffith show when you'd go in there and they'd write down what you got and later you settled that account in their book. This is what the master's talking about. He gave it, he's wrote it, we're responsible for it. And it says the word traded here means to work, to do labor when you look it up. So he's given you something to use to labor in his kingdom for him to some five to some two and to some one he went and hid his in the ground i don't know about you but that don't sound like the, the right thing to do with it does it we're going to find out that it wasn't so the five talent man it said begin immediately when the master left to set about using those talents for the master's work he doubled them so when the lord came back he had doubled his money and in verse 19 that we just talked about it says the Lord came back and he started settling accounts and he called them up and he said "Uh, I gave you five talents what have you done with it I want to stop for a moment and say you know the Lord's given us also each one of us a bag just like he gave each one of them a bag I don't know who's got what in that bag but all of us have a bag that we're responsible for And that one day we're going to have to bring that back and when the count's going to be settled just like these guys are in here. It's a bag of honor. It's a bag of stewardship for the Lord's kingdom. It's a bag of ambassadorship. He said we are the ambassadors of Christ in this community. We have a bag that's filled with some things that we're supposed to be about doing. And he's given us the collateral according to our abilities to do it. And And I like that because it means that he's not going to ask more of me than what I can do. He knows what I can do, so he gives me accordingly those things and with each one of you. He's not going to say, you should have brought me five bags back when I gave you one. No, he knows what he gave you because that's what he knew you had the ability to use he's not unfair about this he dished it out the way that he thought was fair and it's not unfair for a five and a two and a one because the lord said it wasn't it was his plan that's the way he wanted it i don't i don't think we have to worry about that we're just supposed to use what we got and what he's given us and uh this day of reckoning then the day of settling accounts then has come in verse 19 and I don't watch too many movies and I never remember too much about them I guess because I don't take them seriously but there's one movie and this dates me because whenever I looked up when it came out I was like you're kidding me it seemed like it was not too long ago came out in 1989 that's 30 years ago Patrick Swayze and Next of Kin anybody ever see Next of Kin I can't remember hardly, I remember snakes in a bus or something. But as far as lines from the movie, I can remember one line because it stuck out to me. It gave me chills when he said it or whoever said it. I can't even remember that now. I just remember the line. And what it was was the brother got killed by a mobster and he used to be a cop and now he's going to go back and the family is going to make sure the account is settled <laughs> with what the mob did. And so they're, they're talking about it, and they said something about, Are you worried about them bringing revenge? And they was asking somebody that knew him, and, and this is what they said looked right at him with cold eyes and said, It ain't the revenge you need to worry about, it's the reckoning. For some reason, that's always stuck out to me. It's not the revenge. That's a different motive. It's the reckoning. And the reckoning means to settle the account. We're going to settle the account. What happened? The Lord says, I'm coming back. And I'm going to settle the account. And that's the word that's used here. It is a reckoning of accounts. To go back and forth with. So this day now has come. He's he's coming back. The day of reckoning, look what he says in verse 20. So he who had received the five talents came forward and brought that initial five talents, but five talents more with it for ten talents total, and he delivered it back to his master. He had worked well with his time and with the resources that he was given. And look at the expression of this servant. He says, look, the words, behold, he's excited He's happy. Why? Because he knows that he has been about the business. He knows what he's done with the master's goods. And he loved the master and he worked for the... He wanted to please him. The master has given him so much, he wants to please the master. And so he is excited to be able to say, Look, I took what you gave me and look what I've prospered you with it. He's excited about facing that time. And the Lord said to him in verse 21 then, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over the things that I give you. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to hear that one day. I am looking forward to the time when I can hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. And that's awesome because good is a term for your character. That's like the virgins that had oil that we talked about last week. Good is intrinsic good. That means you changed. You became what I wanted you to be, so good and then faithful, and you did. You went and took, you changed on the inside, and it's expressed on the outside. Good and faithful servant. And I'm going to make you. He gave him three commendations there. Did you notice that? Not only did he give him a verbal. He said well done. Good and faithful servant. And then he said this. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. There's, I can't even imagine what that means. I know when we studied Revelation. He kind of said the same thing. That those who are faithful to the end. Who overcome. They're going to reign with me and rule so so we're going i'm going to make you ruler with me over many things but then the third thing he said this is the one i love enter into the joy of the lord you know what it says in first corinthians chapter two that that i has not seen ear heard the mind cannot know the things that god has prepared for them This mortal mind that we have cannot begin to understand how great it is and what it's going to be. All I know is I want to be there. And he said, enter into the joy of the Lord. That is the goal. That's why you have a change and why you do. You want to enter into the joy of the Lord. He said this, well done, enter in i'm going to make you a ruler well now comes the one with two talents that guy skips off and he's so happy the two talent man comes up and i wonder what it's going to be to him since it was five and five i only got two what what happens with with just two well he who had received two talents came and said lord you deliver to me two talents look behold i'm gained two more talents besides them And what's the Lord's response? What's the Lord say back to him? Well Well done. Good and faithful servant. Doesn't he say the same things else too? Doesn't he give him three? He goes on and says, you were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. And then he goes on to say, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. See, there was no difference between a five and the two because you each did what the Lord asked you to do. So he said, now... The one talent man comes up. Uh Uh-oh, I can tell right away by his demeanor it's not going to be good. This one talent man comes up. He stands before the master and the other guy's was, Behold, look, Lord, what I've done and what I did for you. But this guy starts out with a different approach to the master. He says in verse 24, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And so I was afraid of you. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. And look. There. You've got what you gave. You've got yours. So instead of Lord look what I did for you. It was. You're, un- you're-, you're untrustworthy. I'm scared of you. And all I'm giving you is what you gave to me to start out with in the first place. mm mm remember we're talking about those who in this physical life are part of the kingdom and this is the lord talking and the lord looks at this man who has just brought that back and i want to go back over again what he says he says lord i knew thee to be a hard man do you think that guy really knew the lord the lord describes himself as gracious as generous as giving mercy to a thousand generations to those who love him to those who love him so i don't think this man ever had a relationship and really knew who the father was do you i knew you you're a hard man the word hard is sclerosis sclerosis arterial sclerosis we have now when your arteries harden What he's saying is, is I know you to be a hard man. You're unbending. You're unmoving. I don't like your way. You didn't bend it to suit my way. And that's why I think you're hard is what he's basically saying. I want you to be more receptive to my way of thinking. I want you to be more inclusive to what I've got to offer and what I want to do. But you are, yeah. You are hard in that. And not only that, I say that you scatter and gather where you didn't scatter and and you reap what you didn't sow. You know what he just accused the character of the Lord as? A thief. If you gather where you didn't sow... It ain't yours, and you took something that belonged to someone. Does that guy really know the Lord? He never had a relationship with him, did he? And he had a false conception of who the Lord was. I don't know who had been talking to him. I don't know who had been teaching him the things that he felt. But it wasn't from the word of God, and it wasn't from the Lord. It was from the devil who tries to steal and to kill and that's his mission and he will fill your head with a bunch of junk if you let him and you'll begin to think that the Lord is hard and the Lord is unmerciful and the Lord takes instead of gives and the Lord says, that is not me. You don't even know me. You've been listening to somebody who's teaching falsely about me and proclaiming who I am that I am not. That is nothing to go along with this. And then he says, Lord, you scare me. And so I went and I hid it in the ground. And it was this morning. It was this morning. When I was reading those things again and all of a sudden I circled that word ground. He was playing in the dirt. What What are we made up of? Dirt. So if, if I'm burying it in the ground playing in the dirt what am i playing in this world the flesh um i'm i'm burying your talents in the flesh that this that this body is going to go back to the ground in i'm playing in the dirt he said i spent my time burying what you given me and played it in the dirt and i just went about doing my own thing and then the servant says I knew you to be these things and I don't buy it. You know what? The Lord didn't either. (laughs) Because you know what the Lord said? The Lord's reply is, no, I never knew you and thus you haven't ever known me. Your refusal to submit to my way and be a part of my kingdom is why you now produced an attack on my character. Because I found out that people, when when they know that they're in the wrong, the first thing that they want to do is to begin blaming someone else for what's going on and why I'm in this position. And it's not my fault, Lord. It is yours. You are like this. And it caught, the Lord says, I'm not buying it. Don't... He... he we know that he's not a true Christian. He's one of those that Jesus said and that we studied last week as he said their, their place will be with the other hypocrites, remember? The, the ones who are play actors that are phonies. He says, you have been play acting and that's the reason you did what you did, not because of me and my character. And though we know that because of his lack and his attack, his lack of fruit, his lack of oil, his lack of change, and his attack upon the character of the Lord instead of his praise upon who the Lord really is. So here's what the Lord said to him in verse 26. You wicked and lazy servant. Now there's the truth. It's not that he's a hard man. It's not all of these other things. The truth is you are a wicked and lazy servant. And this is put in like a colloquial question, really. This isn't the Lord stating the truth about what he said about him. The Lord is coming back with the debater's technique saying this. You knew that I reap where I sow, did you? Do you think that I gathered? You really believe I gathered seed where I didn't scatter? If so, if you really knew that and this was the truth and this was your motivation behind why you did what you did and buried it and played in the dirt... If that was true, then you would have at least took it to the bank and I'd have got some interest. No, you, if you were that scared of me and you knew me to be that way, you would have done something about it. Don't give me your excuse because the truth is you were too wicked and lazy. Wicked means you wanted to be in the dirt. <laughs> and lazy meant I didn't care to do anything for you that you wanted me to do. At, the, at thy coming, I should have been received mine back with interest but you didn't do it if you really knew me and was afraid you'd have done all that notice what the lord didn't say to him because that speaks volumes there what he did say (laughs) i mean what he did say is scary but notice what he didn't say that i hear all the time today see if any of this sounds familiar oh you poor thing you're just misguided somebody just misguided you to the truth and 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 taught you an error oh poor thing maybe i should be more like what they've been teaching you and and letting things go and and saying sin's okay and maybe yeah do you read that anywhere It is the world. And that's what people are blinded with. And people are saying this to others and they are taking it as truth. The Lord comes back and says, I don't hear him saying that on the day that the accounts are reckoned with. On the day that the book is open and the Lord takes the account of your life, he's not going to say poor misguided. So I know there's so many false messages going out and the world wanted you to be like this. No, he's going to open up the book, and if it's like this one talent man, and I played in the dirt all the time and didn't use it, he's going to say, you were wicked and lazy, not misguided and, and, and just unknowing. You were wicked and lazy, and if you really believed what I told you, you wouldn't have been that way. You'd have been about my business. I'm not that way. I don't change who i am for the world for the devil or anyone else i am the lord god almighty i have put my word out there to you it's your choice what you do with it he said you are to love me with all your heart your mind your soul and your being and if you do that and you begin to add that to your life your life will show it and you will be about using what i've given you to use but you have the audacity to stand before me while i open the books and call me a thief and someone who steals and hard i thought only satan did that kind of stuff you know i remember in job when the when the lord says where have you been Uh, to the devil on that meeting it says that there's a day when the sons of God presented themselves before him and the devil was also there and the Lord said where you been you know what he said he didn't say I've been busy praying to you so that that you might forgive me he said I've been walking about and going to and from in the world that I have because see he's the ruler of this world by falling away he became the ruler of this world and he's proud of it He's not repentant in heart. He is proud of it, and he is standing before God who's going to judge him and saying, I'm in the world that I'm in charge of, going all about it. Ha. This guy stands before the judge when the books are open and says, you're hard. (laughs) You're a thief. There ain't nothing good about you, so I just went and hid my stuff in here. You can have your stuff back. I don't want it i can't imagine but what i what i do read here is not that the lord changes and says oh you're misguided i i hear him say something more like no there's no phonies there's no play actors going to be accepted and i'm not going to accept this the excuse and then to continue on he says you unprofitable servant Take him into the outer darkness, and there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's talking about separation again. No way the servant can enter into the real kingdom. You see, here we we want everybody to be taught. We want to bring the sinners in, we want them converted because we want to put oil in their vessel. We, we want to get talents in their hands and we want them serving the Lord and, and to go to heaven and to hear well done, good and faithful servants. So whoever you are, you walk in here and you are going to be accepted and welcomed and we're going to try to give you the word of God and the truth. But when the real kingdom of heaven gets ready to open up and that book is opened, the phonies don't go in. It said in the previous chapter, in chapter 24, there's a place prepared for you already. Already this one is for those who are well done good and faithful servants enter in to the joy of the lord but cast the unprofitable the one who played in the dirt and buried it cast him into an outer darkness of weeping and gnashing of teeth well as our worship team returns and we get ready to, to close out today i'm going to share with you something i was riding on my tractor mowing (laughs) this week just a couple days ago and i was meditating on these things and i was playing the scriptures and playing the things while i mowed and listening and all of a sudden this became real because all of a sudden it wasn't about what i'm going to be presenting to you the lord's sheep today it was the lord saying hey take a good look inside before you preach it because i remember a time and all of a sudden these things started flashing before me all of these thoughts about the time when i was in my 20s and i was on fire and i was preaching and then i i got a a good job and it started making me have to work weekends every other weekend Then the next thing you know, you're not preaching. You're paying more attention to the work and the things that goes on. And then the next thing that happened, I began to write songs. And you know who plays the country songs that I was writing? The folks that go to the bars, right? The bands. I mean, they don't play every weekend down here in downtown Perrigan for everybody to just come and have iced tea and and praise the Lord, does it? No, they go to 8 Seconds or a little bit of Texas it was called back then and all, all this kind of stuff. And I'd sit there and the house band would play my song. And they'd shine the spotlight and say, there's the guy that wrote it. Tim McGraw's drummer came up and said, I want a copy of that to take back to Tim McGraw. Something's going to happen in the next two weeks that you're going to know I'm telling you the truth. And you know what happened? He said, I got to go back. There's something big happening. And a a week and a half later, it came on the news. Tim McGraw marries Faith Hill. He had to go back for the wedding. He said, I want to... Pride. All of these things filled my life. I was... I gave up preaching. Then I was a deacon. And I gave that up because I said, you know, I shouldn't probably ought to be in here listening to these guys and being all of that and be a deacon. I can still be... I can still be the Christian, still go on my days off, but I can can give up the bag that he handed me to have. And all that stuff started becoming real to me this week. And then the things that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks where he said, the reason that nothing happened to you is because I am long-suffering and I'm not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance and sometimes when you come to repentance I grab a hold of you then because I want to keep you but sometimes I let you go so that maybe 20 years later you'll start using that bag I gave to you I guess the message that I'm saying folks is, is don't don't take the bag and play in the dirt that's the wrong focus because these are the words of the lord and i am so thankful that he had patience and grace till i repented i pray that the same thing happens with every soul and every family member of the souls that's here today so that each one of us here, well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things i'm going to make you a ruler over many come on enter into the joy that the lord has prepared for you that's that's the message jesus left us with let's pray father thank you for such a powerful message the last public servant sermon that jesus ever taught to the public on that mount of olives he ended with this six times before he said watch therefore and be ready you know not the hour father i also remember the one man who came to jesus and just like we had prayer today for all the healing and his son was very sick and was being drugged into fire and into water. And Jesus said, with faith, all things are possible. And we pray that over each one of the folks that was here today. All things are possible. But also, the man, when he said, all, with faith, the man says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, today we ask that as well in our spiritual healing We've prayed for physical, now we pray for spiritual. We pray that you help our unbelief. We pray that you make us strong. We pray that your word and your Holy Spirit will provide that oil that goes into our vessels. And I think of that Psalm 23 that says, thou anointest my head with oil and my cup, my vessel runs over. Pray that our spiritual healing begins and you begin anointing us and filling our vessel until it overflows and that's the talents that's when it overflows and it goes out into the world and it's dripping over to everybody who touches us and reaches for that cup that's got oil overflowing they get the oil on them father we pray for a life now we pray that we repent and that we come to love you and know you and our cup runs over And then our service, our oil gets rubbed on everybody who comes near us. We pray that this body of Christ and Peregrine will become that kind of vessel. In Jesus' name, amen.